Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. read by Strange New World actor, artist, and model, Jess Bush. What I believe art is, is comments. Whether you're working in stone and marble, or painting on a canvas, or music, the whole point of art is to comment on a certain thing. And it is our pleasure to welcome back our guest host this week, writer, actress, and host of Discovery Channel's Tomorrow's World Today, Tamara Krinsky. Welcome back. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. So let's let's have you jump right in. Jess read this quote so beautifully. What is it? What does it resonate with you? So there are many things with this quote that that strike a chord in me. Uh, no music pun intended there. But um, <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about is is really this idea of commenting and the idea that you create something with a point of view, right? That's your comment, but then you put it out into the world, and then other people have their own lens through which they view that comment on the world that you have made. And you don't get to decide what their comment is. So as an artist, that is both scary and really exciting. And some artists really revel in leaving room for interpretation with what they put out there, while others want to really hold tight to what they put out and that there is one very specific message. So, you know, I'm, I'd love to get the take from both of you on how much do you think we should explain or not explain? Well, I had a previous career as a blogger. So I wrote for about 12 years on pop culture commentary. And, you know, I always bristle with, was I a writer? Was, you know, I, I feel I was very good with short form blurby and I thought it was kind of funny and hopefully a little witty. But over time, I, I kind of decided to start giving myself credit for being a writer but I never really thought about what I did as being art until until I really started thinking about the way that Jean mentions that art is comments. And that is quite literally what I was doing on a daily basis. I was commenting on the pop culture news of the day, on uh, the, the, the TV shows that I was obsessed with and, and the celebrities that I loved to just follow and, and, and gush about. My whole uh, M.O. was coming from the point of view of being a fan. So I didn't feel like I was above anyone or I was an insider. I was a fan just like everyone else. But I had the platform to be able to gush about Nine Inch Nails or Britney Spears or Madonna and have readers who I didn't even realize were out there reading gush back to me. So there was we were able to comment uh, quite literally 
So I would have my comments. And, and Tamara, like you mentioned, the readers would also comment. So in my comment section, which I'm also very proud of, this is like the mid-2000s, so before things got really, really toxic online, the comment section of my website was overwhelmingly very positive. Of course, there were negative comments here and there, uh, but it was overwhelmingly positive. So it's, it's, it's a point of pride for me, A, to have been known as like the nice blogger and that I was able to cultivate commentary that generated comments from people that stayed positive and uplifting where we could gush in a, in a happy fashion as fans as opposed to, you know, rail against something and tear it down in, in negativity. I love what you said, Trent, because it harkens back to me as well, realizing like I'm an artist mm. because I always considered myself, especially back in the 90s, it was like, you're an actor and that's all you do, unless you're a big celebrity and then you do commercials in Japan, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. But um, I thought, oh, I'm an actor. That's what I am. And it wasn't until actually fairly recently that I went, no, no, I'm an artist, man. Everything I do from I wrote a book last mm -hmm. year to I do historical sewing. <laughs> uh, but that's making a 3D thing out of something 2D. All of it's art and all of it. Per this quote, what I believe art is, is comments, right? Mm -hmm. is, um, is commentary on my own life, frankly. It's me processing my uh, successes, my uh, triumphs, my uh, heartbreaks, my things that didn't, it's all the art that comes out in the writing, Trent, or the thing, or whatever mm -hmm. it is, is all of that. And um, this quote also reminds me, like back in the 90s, I remember getting into a, not discussion as Gene Roddenberry would hope, but an <laughs> argument with someone about the lyrics to a Pearl Jam song, Elderly Lady at the Coffee Shop, because I was like, I think it's a past life relationship. And um, my friend was like, no, she's an old lady at a coffee shop and they used to know each other. And I was like, no, I know what I'm saying. When I listen to the song, mm -hmm. what I hear mm -hmm. is this. And she was like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, what I hear in my own brain cannot be wrong. But it is not what you're saying. And then there are other artists. Like I read that Seal doesn't put lyrics on things, on the outer things, so that you have to listen and think about it yourself mm. for my Canadian. <laughs> um, and I quite like that, too, uh, because then even if you, you're not getting the words right, you're kind of, where your brain goes and makes up different words is your own uh, insight into your own psychology right. is the truth. Right. I, have a, I have a confession to make. So when I was growing up, I didn't watch music videos, which is probably why I was over in the nerd category. But the, the reason <laughs> I really did not like watching them was because of exactly what you're talking about. I oh. felt like if I listened to a song, what it meant, where it, where it touched me was up to me. But I remember watching a video and then going into school and talking about it with a friend the next day. And I was like, no, I think this is about this. And she was mm -hmm. like, no, it's not. And I was like, well, uh, okay, <laughs> why don't you think that's what, I mean, that's what I think. That's my interpretation. Why don't you think? She was like, no, I know that it's not because I saw the video. Right. The, I, mm -hmm. the certainty yes. is what kills and me. And so like if the video, if that's what the video said it was about, that's what it was. And it really turned me off from watching music videos. So there's like a whole yeah. chunk of my oh. pop culture knowledge that doesn't exist. You know, and with with some artists, as as you mentioned, uh, Tamara, uh, some artists are very staunch in like this is what it is, period, uh, and others like to leave it up to interpretation. And generally, 
generally I, I mostly appreciate the artists who leave it up to interpretation because it gives me license to, to have my own ownership of it. And a song that's really special to me, I can feel it's, it, I, I have a little bit of ownership because it resonates with me or it makes me feel a certain way or reminds me of a certain moment for whatever the connection is completely independent of what the lyrics might say or what the artist's intent was. But uh, it, there are some instances where even if I have a very deep connection to a song, for example, or for a painting, and nothing that anyone says, not even the artist, is going to change my mind, uh, I still sometimes do want to know where the inspiration was. Or if, I re you know, if I'm reading um, like a, a biography about an artist and they explain Sinead O'Connor, for example, she just published her first memoir and it's fabulous. It's so, so good. And it gives so much insight into so many of the songs that I have known my whole life. And it never occurred to me like, oh, that's where that came from. So I like having that knowledge from her directly from her book, but it still does not change uh, what the songs mean to me, because again, like I said, because I, I have uh, my own commentary on what it's saying to me, that I have that little bit of ownership that I think she does it mine for me to keep for myself. Black Boys on Mopeds is one of my favorite. I mean, it's just it's got a million great mm -hmm. songs, but I always thought it was interesting that, you know, um, what, what she was doing back in the mm -hmm. day with social commentary Absolutely. by ripping up a picture yes. on TV. Yep. I was watching it live and that we drove her out of this mm -hmm. country. Yeah. <laughs> for art, because art, when I believe art is, comments yep. whether you work in this that or the other thing per this quote and i do believe sinead was doing art that was performing oh, yeah. art is what i thought absolutely and i remember mc hammers uh, like at the time going i'll buy you a plane ticket out of here you know and again that she was writing songs like black boys on mopeds mm -hmm. back then when mm -hmm. don't nobody give a shit about <laughs> the killing of young black mm -hmm. youth so you know it's i i think that art you know is so powerful and again, it gives us a chance to reflect on things that we quite often won't look at in ourselves. And and like in, to that end, my definition of art, right, has changed over the years. I used to think it was just what's in the Met uh, mm -hmm. as a New York City mm -hmm. kid. But it's many, many things. So what are your definitions of art? I think my I think my lens on that is cracked pretty, pretty wide open, you know, because I mean, there's the stuff that I was, you know, brought up on as like a suburban kid in Jersey and, you know. in Which exit? <laughs> 123 <laughs> off the parkway. Hey. Um, <laughs> so 8A off the turnpike. It's a game we New Yorkers and New Jerseyers play. <laughs> so, you know, but I think um, the great thing, uh, look, we've talked about how social media and can be kind of toxic. However, the bright side of it is that it is given artists a platform to put things out into the world to wider audiences. Yep. And we may yep. never have seen them. So whether it's everything from, you know, pop culture to sculpture to graffiti art to, to an NFT, you know? Oh boy, that was a whole other conversation. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Trent, Trent, do you have any thoughts? Because we're going to wrap this episode up, actually. Yeah. But art, we could talk forever on this topic. Yeah. So yeah. any last, both of you, I didn't mean to cut you off, Tamara. Any last thoughts on just art and what your hope for, you know, well, people to receive art as? When we hear the word comments or commentary, it implies language, it implies speech, it implies saying something. But uh, artists can translate like such big emotions like life, 
love, loss, pain. And sometimes they don't necessarily translate those feelings into words. Sometimes it's in movement. Sometimes it's in imagery or just music, like uh, instrumental music. So, you know, art, it, it's hard for me to, to, to pin down like what art is. I feel like art is whatever the individual thinks it is. So, you know, where, where Rachel, you say, well, I didn't consider myself an artist, but that whole time when I saw you, you know, in film and on television, like you were an artist to me and where I may not have considered what I did art, uh, hopefully maybe someone out there considered it art to them. So I, 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 for me, I think art is whatever we say it is. I consider winning an Emmy for writing art. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I think I think the thing, I mean, look, this was for a multi-platform adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma. So there were many layers of art happening there. But um But it was you you did that. Thank girl. you. Thank, with a lot with an amazing team. I think the sure. thing that I know we need to wrap up, but I kind of want to put a message out to to the youngins who are listening, because this is right. So going back to this idea of commenting and, and saying something with your art, I think there can be a lot of pressure to say something with your art. And yeah. especially in today's world where it's so instant and it's so easy for everybody to see it right away. And there's pressure to put things out over and over and over again. Yes, It's great if you're a fully formed human at 12. I certainly was not. And I feel like, you know, I don't know, Rachel, tell me too, because you're an actress as well. Like for my theater training, my acting training, so much of learning was in the doing of something and being in the moment and discovering it as you go, right? Yeah, so absolutely. I want to, I kind of just want to put some words of encouragement out there to the young artists and whatever mediums you are, you are working in and discovering and finding your way through, like give yourself the time and the space and the breath to figure out what that point of view is and what that commentary is. You you don't have to have it all perfect right now. Like that's what art is. It's also, it's commenting, but it's discovery of what that comment can and might be. Okay, I wish I had a recording of that to wake me up every morning. Seriously. <laughs> Luckily we're doing so a podcast. Hey now. <laughs> no, it was very lovely, so well said and very inspirational. And exactly what um, artists, whether you're old or young, doesn't matter, right? Because you could be a new artist at any age need to hear and even if some other people don't like your art keep developing your own thing because art is very subjective if if you know if we know anything anyway you guys such a fun uh time talking with tamara krinsky this week we got her for a couple more episodes super lucky so trent tell the people where to go to see yeah. our videos if you would like to watch today's video of jess bush reading the quote you can check it out on our social media accounts on facebook twitter and instagram and we hope you'll join the three of us again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper.
Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement of the restrictions apply.